0: And now, from the dry hills of Santa Clarita, California, it's time for America's least listened to podcast. It's Christian Ease with your blessing-filled hosts, Jared Burkholder, Dan Sachoff, and Brian Irwin. Hey, everybody. It's Christian Ease. Barb, thank you so much. Wonderful organ work. Jared Burkholder, how are you?
1: Dan, I'm doing well. Mm. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing I'm doing pretty well I was telling you earlier uh-huh. I had a little uh, had a little um, fracas fracas uh, fracture out- yeah fracture and fracas and outbreak of uh, potential violence in our home. It sure. was all in good fun. Sure. As well, it, it always, always is. is. Yeah, right? especially when you it start at 9 o'clock at night. Yes. And the kids are playing volleyball. Dan, was alcohol involved? Uh, no, I hope, not, I hope not because it was my children. So <laughs> right. if it was, there's right. going to be some serious punishments and yes. some timeouts. That's right. Even though they're consequences. teenagers' consequences. Yeah. Right. So Danny came home from uh, college. We're glad to have him here. Yep. He's playing volleyball last night with uh, the girls outside. And somehow there was a spike involved with the volleyball and
1: my youngest hand was broken (laughs) so that's a trip to the yeah we were saying that never happens like midday it's always after everything's closed except the er right exactly
0: right 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 so no urgent care so it was the er for several hours but hey it all Uh,
1: worked out and we're good and we're here how are you you know i um i think i had the flu yeah i think so too i didn't it started like this benign little sorry yeah that it was that i broke that it was like this benign little tickle thing, and yeah. then it got worse and worse, and then it was Ebola, like full-fledged. <laughs> Every orifice ah. was bleeding. <laughs> you were bleeding out? Yeah. Oh, um, no. I found myself in the Congo unexpectedly, <laughs> um, and somehow made it out. But, Dan, what I want to talk about today... Yes. Uh, Is nasal irrigation Oh oh, I knew it would come to this I don't know if you're familiar with Nasal irrigation um, But I want to tell you It's changed my life (laughs) Uh, Deep in the the Throes of this Wondering should I go to the doctor I would rather lie in bed than sit in a Waiting room (laughs) Uh, my wife, in all her Proverbs 31-ness, dispatched herself to Walgreens, also at 9 o'clock at night, and came back literally with everything that said flu. And uh, one of the things was this... It was kind of... It's like the same concept as a neti pot, Yeah, yeah but it yeah. was a nasal irrigation thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, you like stuck it up your nose and squeezed, and it shot salt water up wow. and then around. Was it the little bottle? The clear
0: bottle yeah, with the black then tip? Yeah, and it had
1: like a little... Oh, no, I've
0: not it seen it. It had a that. comfort tip.
1: Let me tell you. All right, easy. It was this is a family podcast. I still have it in right now. It's so comfortable. I'm never taking it out of my nose. <laughs> it sounds like fun. So uh, I <laughs> inserted the comfort tip yeah. and, uh, and squeezed. And sure enough, I mean, it, like up around the nostril and down. Yes. And, uh, and then your mouth, which is fun. Oh, my God. So it's salty and slimy. So this was your first foray into nasal irrigation. I had tried it before, but right. I didn't ever just have fun. a mechanism for it. Right, like, just for fun. So it was right. like me literally snorting water out of a glass just to see if you could. Yeah, um, yeah, just nice. like that. Yeah. Um, wow. So I did it twice, and like felt better the next day. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know if nasal irrigation can kill the flu, Dan. All I can tell you is yes. my experience. I think, and I'm, in my experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a moment of dire need. Yes. In a moment of despair. Yeah. I turned to nasal irrigation, and that's a choice I'm never going to regret.
0: I agree wholeheartedly, and I think you did a wonderful. I think you made a wonderful choice. I appreciate that. I'm uh, familiar very much so with it because, as a uh, as a performer, if you will, and I use that term loosely, um, <laughs> I have had been prone to sickness, and also like when I did musical theater stuff, and you have to sing or whatever. Hey, by the way, we have so, we have a guest in the studio. Should we do a quick yeah, interview
1: here? He's uh, he's interjecting here. Do you want to say hi? Okay. What do you, you say what you want to say in here, okay? Uh, uh I don't know the podcast. <gasps> yes. Do you like being on the podcast? Uh. Um, what you say? <laughs> Why don't you tell us? Tell us the most exciting thing that's already happened today. Uh. Hmm, probably. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did the, have breakfast.
0: Breakfast. And this is Andy Burkholder. For those of you who don't know, we've had Andy in here before.
1: Yeah. And, you know, his hard hitting commentary on you know, not only politics, but the effect on our nation, I think, has I been. Think, I think so. Really I think it's groundbreaking. groundbreaking.
0: Wait, hold on. Do you hear that? What was that? Oh, there's a. Andy, I'm sorry. There's a kitty cat in the studio. Jared, would you hand me that real quick? Hold yeah. on a second. I think we. Okay, we got it figured out. Okay. <laughs> okay, we got it figured out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy. I missed him. He's over there in the corner. Never mind. It'll be totally cool, buddy. All right. So now that I've scarred your child, if you
1: can't tell, Dan got a sound effect. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the new and improved Christianese. Woo! You know, Jared. Speaking of after your, investing ninety nine cents, we now are able to do things <laughs> we didn't even that know we couldn't possible. do before. Speaking of neti pots,
0: no boogers. You know, I, I think <laughs> uh, no, but I, you know, the neti pot is a wonderful thing because uh, there is as some, a performer, as a performer, there's something to be said for <laughs> Eastern medicine that way. Because when I get really sick or I've had to sing or do something. It's in, now It's a gross process, it is, and it is really weird at first because you feel like you're being waterboarded and yeah. you're choking and you're dying, but also making out with the ocean, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: really like, oh, wow. which uh, yeah, is inappropriate, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really an amazing thing, and it's to see the stuff that gets trapped because I'm prone to sinus infections too, so that helps keep that area,
1: you know, clear. But it's a
0: weird thing. Now, do you use uniodized salt? I mean, uh, 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 no, I'm sorry, the water, the special water, the uh, I
1: didn't, but this one came with a water filter. Okay,
0: here's what I would advise you. Give me some advice. We're probably going to be fine, but I was doing that one time, and there was a guy that I was working with who said he showed me an article of a guy who did get, because it's so close to your brain, you if, there's brain? Bactorm, mm-hmm. the, uh, if there's any bacteria in the – and it killed him. If there's any bacteria in the water, so I use distilled water. That's the word I was looking for is distilled water. So, um, brain worm, huh? Yeah, brain worm. Yeah, Great. you don't have that.
1: that oh, look at that. That's that nice. Good, yeah.
0: good drawing, pal. I like a, it. Can you do a train? A train? <laughs>
1: I think you can. Yeah. yeah. Let's bring your son to work day here at Christian Ease. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's
0: so funny. Thanks, buddy.
1: <laughs> so what else is going on with you, Dan? Where well, you, here,
0: uh, you know, not, nothing, nothing super new. I thought, um, you know, something I thought might be interesting to to talk about today a little bit Brian's not with us he's not Uh, it's not
1: that he's been sitting here and been weirdly quiet no he's
0: just not here right we did not have him like you know restrained yeah with you know a gag or anything like that
1: not not at this juncture not yet I don't want to rule that out right because in the future that could happen Um, I think he's currently himself involved in nasal (laughs) irrigation
0: yes I think so I think so (laughs) and he's going to do some irrigation later too right right absolutely what's that
1: Ah, you gotta speak up.
0: Okay. So anyway, there's uh, there's another random use of our soundboard, but um, you know, uh, a buddy of of Brian's and of mine. That's why I was hoping he'd be here today. But we'll unpack this at some point. And that's yeah. a word again that I hate. But I, it's I become word. yeah, it's a Christian. Let's be, uh, unpack. Word. Word. Well, let's unpack that. Okay. Yeah, it's just become a part of my vernacular, if you will. Mm. I will. That's weird. Okay, so, um, yeah, a friend of ours and not a super great friend of mine, but somebody I knew and I admired immensely in the stand-up comedy world just because he was really a groundbreaking, uh, hilarious, bold, and fearless performer. His name was Brody Stevens. And Brody um, killed himself last week. And so Mm -hmm. the comedy world, uh, a lot of people, just because even if you didn't know Brody really well, everybody knew Brody knew who he was and wanted to see him he was kind of a comedian's comedian so every time I was somewhere and I was either performing or I knew Brody was performing I had to sit and watch because it's rare that I think comics watch other comics unless you're an open mic situation and you're kind of mm. in the back of the room and you'll you'll walk some watch sometimes but like it was it was destination appointment viewing like if you knew Brody, Brody was around you just wanted to see what he really to do it was that good yeah and um, you know Brody battled it's no secret he battled uh, I think depression and, and other other issues. I'm not sure exactly what they what the nature of, uh, of all of them were, but it was he was very transparent about that, and he was very kind, and he was a guy who always made you feel like you were somebody special because he would know he would know your name, he would know something interesting and special about where you're from or whatever. So uh, he and he he, he just had a, a, an amazing career, you know, and uh, he had also pitched for ASU. He was a, a ba- oh, wow. huge baseball guy, and he could talk baseball with anybody for a long time. Mm. But anyway, just uh, I, I thought that was an interesting thing to to, to explore this week. And I, again, hopefully at some point we'll have Brian here, uh, our friend Patrick Keene, who we've had on the show before, may call in today. He's flying back from a gig in
1: Salt Lake, so I don't know if he'll be able to do it. But um, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there, there's a sense of was as Christians, we shouldn't be surprised at anything that we see in the world. And yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, um Suicide shouldn't be something that's surprising to us, but I, right. I, I think it's just so tragic. It feels so overwhelmingly tragic yeah. when it's somebody you know or has this happened in our community here, just just a, someone in the community, a, a local pastor yeah. uh, committed suicide a, a month or so ago. Oh, um, there's a guy that I went to college with um, who took his own life about two months ago wow. um, who who worked at a church as well. Hmm. And you just think about the... Um, you think about the abject hopelessness that somebody has to feel, mm-hmm. uh, either pervasively or in a particular moment, mm-hmm. for them to feel like that is is their only option. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, you know, I, I've been around the block enough, and so have you, to know this isn't something that happens to people just outside the church. It happens nope. in the context of the church absolutely as well. Um, yeah, one, you know, a couple thoughts. I, I think the Roman Catholic Church has, for a long time, taken the position that. Um, suicide is the unpardonable sin. Yep. And there's right. really, there's no precedent for that in the Bible. Right. Um, I think there's a sense in which it is a sin to take your life. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I certainly believe that those who choose to do that, um, if they're in Christ, continue to be in Christ, right? That's not right. something that would put them outside of that at all. Right. Um, but I, I do think there's, there's a reality where the church needs to talk more about this. Yeah. Be more open about this. Absolutely. Um and, and be willing to remove the stigma that comes from from mm-hmm. mental illness and depression. Yeah. yeah. Um. But also, um, be willing just to talk about what hope in Christ looks like. Right. And and to be willing to to love people who are going through times like that and walk with them Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Because it's a process, right? It's not yeah. well. We had one conversation. Right, and everything's right. fine now. I, I think it's being willing to to be the church truly. Yeah. Um. To to walk with people as they as they have highs and lows, and to continue to root them in, in hope in Christ and yeah. um, and to be a resource to them.
0: Yeah, there's so many tears to it, too, because sometimes, you know, very often you won't know that somebody has a problem. Like, that all of a sudden becomes—like, you don't know that there's other issues that will drive you to that, that dire um, circumstance— Uh, But like with Brody, I think it was weird because we all kind of had like he had had issues and and he was very open and honest about it. And you knew that. But also, like I had I had kind of fallen into this sense of like, oh, he'd always be he'd always be okay And again, Brody, to my knowledge, was not a not a believer. (laughs) Um, And I think, yeah, that's the other part, too, is that so that's. It's just it's tragic, and as a as a Christian from the Christian worldview, you would certainly see that as you know. Any time something like that happens, it's it's horribly traumatic just for what it is. But then, if you look at the greater scheme, if if you do believe what we believe that we're eternal beings that we go on for forever, and we're either with God or we're apart from God, yeah, uh, that's what hit me. When I first saw the tweet about it on Friday, because I think he, I think it happened at like one o'clock, and I saw this tweet at like three, and it, I was part of me, I, I thought it was a, a, a weird bit or something at first, mm. but I, I kept looking at it. I was like, "This is oh my gosh," but yeah, you you start thinking about, "Gosh, that guy, that that guy's, he's he's going to be separated. eternally separated," yeah. you know, and that's. Um, that's, that's again, we, we need to really step up, I think, and, and not be afraid. That's why I appreciate about Brody's. He was not afraid to engage in that and and be pretty transparent about what was going on with him. Yeah. It was not a big secret. It was not anything closely held and like nobody knew, you right. know, which was kind of liberating because it's the 500-pound gorilla in the room. Mm-hmm. And so when that's like, oh, yeah, this is the deal. And I think from that, I, I was thinking, too, it's such a refreshing thing that I think as the church we can be better at. Yeah, probably is with all kinds of issues.
1: And that's what I was gonna say. I I think one of maybe the direction we can go in this conversation is is just what does it look like for the church to be willing to talk about hard things? Yeah. Um, Because I think you know we've talked a lot about the church um, functioning as a place for consumers to come get what they want. Yep. And if it's only that, then you really don't want to have. You know, I'm not. I'm not here to have hard conversations. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If it's not shiny and happy, I'm out. Give me a
1: little pep talk. Life's right. hard. Week's right. hard. Let's right. sing some songs. Dim yep. the lights the right way, and then we got a jet because it's <laughs> lunchtime. Um, yeah, you know, all of that just totally flies in the face of what it means to be a biblical community mm-hmm. um, that encourages one another. I mean, think about Hebrews ten, right? That loves one another, stirs one another yeah. up to love and good deeds. To love and good deeds. Yeah, um, that together grows into the image of Christ's likeness. And part of that is being willing. Um, to project yourself into somebody's life and have hard conversations with them that might involve confrontation. But it also involves being the kind of person and the kind of community where people can confess sin and there's not the collective gasp.
0: Exactly. There's not the O faced uh, shock of somebody when you make a confession or wh- it gets. We've said this a million times. It's not ours, it's Tim Keller's, by, as far as I know. But, uh, you yeah. know, church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. And right. I think this whole idea of no matter what it is, whether it's I've got suicidal thoughts, I've got whatever's going on in my life, uh, we should be able as believers, gosh, if we can't talk
1: about that in church, where do we talk about that? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there's a, a sense in which Christians are sometimes referred to as prudes, yep, and that can be really pejorative. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the dangers for us is that we're so—is this the right word—prurient. Um, mm-hmm. We have such a, a censored view of life. We're so yeah. concerned yeah. Um, to keep everything kind of kosher yeah. that we're unwilling to to get into the hard things of sin. Yeah. I have some buddies who planted a church, and you know, he just telling me. About what was going on there, and he was saying, you know, every day, every week, we're having hard conversations because these are people who, they're not people who've been part of the church and have the veneer over their lives. They're people mm-hmm. who just got saved, yeah, and they're bringing a ton of baggage in, but they yeah. want they want the church and the gospel to speak into that, yes. Um, and and that's that's the kind of community we need to be where somebody can can admit a man could admit I, I look at pornography and I I want help. I don't a, want help. A woman right. could admit, um. I'm depressed, or I hate my kids, or... Yeah, or I have... I, I drink I, too much. I drink
0: too much, or uh, I have an addiction, like for any any of us. Right, you know?
1: or but, where a couple could admit, we're having marriage problems, we're not yeah. doing well, right. or we're having problems knowing how to parent our kids. I mean, right. you know, you could just go down the list of all the sins... Um, not that we would celebrate that. I no. mean, I think there's no, a no, sense no, in no. which no, you can right. celebrate just the confession as if like that's the the pinnacle of everything. Right, right, right. But that we would have honest gospel communities where we wouldn't just preach about righteousness yes. and transformation yeah. and sin, um but then we would come down off the stage together and and work together about how does that have impact in my life? Right. And you know, if in the class that we lead at yeah. Grace, you know, if somebody dropped a sin bomb, I would like to think that we'd handle it well, but I also yeah. know that that would be so far outside the pale of what normally goes on. Oh yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. would be struggling to catch up. To catch up. Yeah, and yeah. And that yeah. shouldn't be the case, right? right? It shouldn't no, be the shouldn't case be. that we could all admit that that we struggle with sin. Sure. Right? That that sure. in the battle to be conformed to the image of Christ, um, that we're not all the way there. Right.
0: And if it's not even even. <laughs> Sin sometimes, but the things that that I don't know. You know, we get we get to looking at church sometimes, or I, at least I do. Some as this monolithic, like here's what a Christian looks like. Everybody's married. Everybody has children. Everybody, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, I know there are people. Uh, at church. Gosh, sorry, I don't know what that is. Sorry, I, I did not intend. That to wasn't do That wasn't even planned. No, no, no. That I hit my hands hit something as I moved the phone. Uh, there are there are people who maybe. Um, maybe can't have kids maybe can't uh well, let me talk about that
1: cuz yeah, yeah. you know we struggled with infertility yes. uh, our whole married life and um that wasn't that wasn't something that we felt like we could be open yes. with early on and why um, why i don't know i did it people was probably give you a weird vibe? It, it, maybe it was more our embarrassment with it. Yeah, it could have been weird um, people too, though, because, you but, know. but people did say weird stuff, and there was always the feeling. You know, yeah. We talked a lot about this, and I, I, I hear this from single Christians at mm-hmm. our church and, yep. and even the church I was at in North Carolina, that you always kind of feel like and are treated like a second-class person yeah. until you hit those benchmarks. Yes. So as a single Christian, it's kind of like, well, you you must not be as mature because, yes. one, you don't have a full life experience. Yes, and two, um, you know, if you were really mature, obviously you'd be married, and that, that people treat that way <laughs> yeah. with with kids, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, well, you'll when you have kids, you'll just discover like we haven't right. leveled up yet, right? And we need to have kids in order to be fully human. Yes, now certainly God has designed marriage and parenting as great gifts, yep, um, through which you not only get to experience amazing things, but you also learn things as well. But those aren't the only avenues, right? Through which you can grow in likeness. and certainly my humanness, yeah. Um, my worth before God is not tied to my marriage or my parenting.
0: Absolutely, and I think that that's something too. That that's exactly where I was going with with uh, just with all we've got. We should, as a body of believers, uh, or as just as a body that will welcome others who are at least curious about what's going on. You know, and again, like you said, we're not. If we're dealing with sin, it's one thing to uh, accept it and endorse it. Uh, you know that that's that's not right either. But we have to meet people where they're at, and again, that's a phrase that is so overused. But it's it's a good description of what you know. Yeah. We we we've got to make it make it a comfortable place so we can have some hard discussions sometimes. Well, and,
1: and the gospel frees us to do that. right? Yes. So if you if you're in a worldview where um, your performance is ultimately what makes you acceptable to God yeah. and acceptable to others, Yeah. then you could never admit cracks in your performance or right. gaps in your performance, right? Right. right. Um, even personally, you wouldn't want to admit that, certainly right. not publicly. Oh, yeah. But the gospel beckons us to admit, I do not have it all together, right? I mean, you think yeah. about the, is it Matthew 19, the the prayer of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Yes. Right? The tax collector was just hitting his chest. Wouldn't even,
0: what the heck? I am sorry, dude. I... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jeez, Louise. Every time I pick up my phone now, there's something. i was trying to move it, and something comes on there. I apologize. Continue with your story. Yes, we're getting
1: uh, we're getting paid from this company to use this app. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um. I hear that. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah did you, hear that? you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I> just, <laughs> that was loud. Yeah, I messed up, Andy. What were we
0: talking about? Uh, we were just talking about.
1: Oh, yeah, the tax collector. Yes, yeah, the tax collector hit yes. his chest and wouldn't even yes. look up his eyes and say, right. "Have mercy on me." Yes. Uh, I'm a sinner. And, yeah. And I think. There's a sense in which we, we should be able to come in and not gratuitously confess sin. I've right. been part of of experiences like that where people are trying to one up one, one up, another. Yeah, 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 like, oh, you did that? Well, yeah. Well, just five minutes ago I was thinking this, you know, and yeah. that's that's weird. Yeah. But I, I think to to be the kind of place where we are open about our struggles. Yeah. Um, so that other people can hold us accountable, other people can speak gospel truth into our life, mm-hmm. and that when we have a need. When yes. we recognize an area of needed growth, that doesn't seem like an aberration. Right. Right? Because right. the gospel frees us to be honest right. with ourselves, with the Father, and with, with our church community right. about right, right. areas of needed growth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's it's... I don't know what it is, but like there is something about when you're on your way to church. I've if I had a nickel for every time when my kids were littler, especially, right. but even now, there's a meltdown going on, somebody's beating somebody up in the back of the the car, you're yelling, you're screaming, then we're at each other's throats because, you know, we're not disciplining the kids the right way or the wrong way or whatever, and then okay, now shut up and smile, we're going into church. Right. You know, but you still have that need to be shiny and happy when I you do go that in there. like all, all the time. We'll knock
1: do. it out the door in time. Yeah. I ooze passive aggression. <laughs> For the three, and <laughs> you half too. I thought to it was church. just me. Um, oh my gosh! And then you know, when I get there, I put my arm around Janelle like everything's fine. Yeah, And, you know, she, I was giving her the silent treatment because yeah, I'm that kind of person. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> me too, man. So I mean, you know, again, S- you want to talk about Christianese words? Like authenticity is oh, the most yeah, yeah. buzz buzzword of, the, yeah, of yeah, all yeah. the words, but right. Um, I think just to keep pushing into that's the kind of church community. Not just we want to be, but we need to be. And we're called to be. And, and I, I think things like your friend taking his own life and what's happened in our communities are a reminder. That's not just some kind of ideal. That's exactly what's needed, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Because when we have an ethic where people have to, they feel like they have to hide their sin.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Then we're not the kind of church community where people can bring their sin to the light. Like that's yeah. the beauty of yeah, how yeah, the yeah, Bible yeah. talks about that, that we can feel freedom to say, I am struggling with this, right. and we're not going to celebrate that. Yeah, um, right. But we're also not going to condemn that person. We right. can recognize that it's a sin; it's a needed area. But they're going to find love and hope uh, and gentleness.
0: Right. And I'm wondering too how we. So how do we combat that? What's a realistic? What's a, what's what are some steps that we can do? Because I don't even know. Like how do you? It's a it's a, it's a hard issue, I guess. But are there are there practical pragmatic things that we can do to? to restructure some church communities or just uh, that, that we can that we can do to help improve that?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be an ethic that permeates the whole of the church. Right. Right, like if it can't just happen in a, a class or a Bible study if that's not something that's celebrated church-wide. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's modeling that in the pulpit. I think it's encouraging that from the pulpit. I think it's encouraging discipleship leaders and small group leaders and class teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to provide avenue for that yeah but then i think it's also developing an ethic where man-to-man woman-to-woman yeah we're asking each other hard questions yeah you know again that's that's a played term like all this is played because there was a there's a time in the 90s early 2000s when like authentic like accountability bro like i just want to be real with you man like i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to play the game anymore like tell me how you're like tell me how you're doing, though? Like, are you doing okay? Like, are you lusting? Or are you like, just tell me, man. Like, I'm good for it, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. shove that aside. Yep. But to where, I mean, even in our men's Bible study, we should probably yeah. do more of this. Like, Absolutely. how are we doing with purity? That's not something just bad people struggle with. That's something every dude struggles with. How right. are we doing with loving our wives patiently? Right. How are we doing with being sacrificial? Well, like
0: you said, too, like, even that passive-aggressive thing resonates with me, because that is how I am put together, and I don't I don't go about with that on a billboard but man it is truly there are some people and I'm one of them who's put together that way and I will slap a smile on my face but then I will whether it's my wife or somebody else or my kids or something I kind of take it out on them that way you know what I mean we have a question we have a question from Andy Andy what's your question pal
1: I think we're gonna have to come right back
0: let's take a quick commercial break let's take a quick break and we will be right back this is called a potty break everybody stand by All right. Uh we are we are back. That was just a momentary break. All bladders are emptied currently. Absolutely. Uh, subject to
1: change uh by the minute. Oh of course. That could happen anytime, right? Right? Yeah, that's what happens. But yeah, I think we we're talking about the the importance of of true accountability. And true accountability isn't just did you sin? Yeah, did you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, let's not do that anymore. It's <laughs> Yeah. You know, how are you doing loving your wife? How are you doing in any number of areas? And then how do we encourage each other to be more faithful to that? Right. And I think even in in creating a context where questions are asked, yeah. Um, sure people can lie. Yep. Um Absolutely. You know, sure you can gloss over things. But I think it creates an environment where um if somebody were to say, you know, I'm not doing okay. Yeah. Then it's like, Oh, okay, well great, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because sometimes that happens and it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Whereas if it's like um you know, hey guys, real quick, before we, we do the donuts and pray, um will you guys just pray for Janine and I? Uh she hit me and then I broke a chair over her head and you know uh <laughs> They're spending litigation. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know Um <laughs> I'm not condoning domestic violence. Of I can course already not. imagine the feedback we're not gonna get. That just occurred to me. Uh, you yes. said it brother and that's how that it goes down all. but by way of example what I mean to say is yes we should be the kind of place where you shouldn't have to like interject weirdly that things are going on in your life um, correct or or just not do it at all right Right. warning exactly yeah exactly
0: Um, I and I also like because my first instinct a lot of times is okay. Well, how do you program that at church? So is that does that become a big like okay? So it's a it's a message and then it's crafted. Uh, so it's from the from the pulpit and then also there's a video series about it and then
1: would you turn your attention to the screen and and uh, someone's going to be pseudo authentic (laughs) here, (laughs) right? No, I think it has to be an ethic and a culture. Yeah, yeah, that we desire to truly. Live life with one another, yeah, yeah. and to encourage one another towards gospel faithfulness that permeates every area of life. Yes, if that's not true, um, then we're not going to not going to get to be honest about sin.
0: And what you said earlier too, like then when we really go from the from the Bible about it for us as Christians, the liberty we have in who we are in Christ, and and the fact that we don't have to worry about all of our imperfections and our and and dwell on our sin because that has been forgiven but now we the liberty we have we look okay we're, how are we going to live our lives in gratitude for what we have yeah um, and, and if we make that the the underlying ethic through the whole thing and encourage that like it, live the liberty we have and right. just make that the freedom to discuss these things and to to dig deep into these things and then to look at, okay, what are the answers found in scripture? And again, they're repeated over and over. We talked about this in class the other day in our men's group, how, you know, Gosh, it's over time. You were saying, and it's such a it's such a good point. I think a lot of us, we as consumers, we go to church and we're like, okay, I better hear the best message I've ever heard right now that opens the pearly gates, right. you know. And it just and if that doesn't happen, then we're kind of let down. We're like, gosh, that was not a well crafted. Uh, there was no yeah. fire smoke. Pot I didn't spirit. appreciate
1: his intro. He lost me about four minutes in.
0: Exactly, his communication skills were poor. Well, take how a about, class, big guy. Yeah, how about Paul? You know, I think. Uh, well, but
1: too, like, if again, if I see church as something I consume. Yeah. Um, then I'm never going to be willing to wade into the hard stuff of somebody else's life. It's going to be like, right. hey, yeah, maybe that guy over there looks like he wouldn't mind yeah. talking to you. I got to go.
0: I got to go. Oh, yeah. yeah, over time, that's where we hear the truth is, is consistency in the message over a long period of time continually until we're no longer in this plane of existence and we are in glory, right? So it every single day, and the Bible repeats the same things over and over for a reason because we got to hear it over and over. Yeah. So if we have that liberty, we have that freedom, and then we can go back to the Word and say, okay, how does this inform who we are and how we deal with these these issues together?
1: And I, I think it's it's having a, a biblical understanding of man so that we're not surprised by right. sin. I mean, I, right. I think that's, that's overwhelmingly... You know, you and I have talked about this, and it's something we would talk about um, when I was a student ministry pastor, that if your your child comes and confesses something to you, yeah. how you react in that moment is really significant because you go, what? You did. What? Yeah. My kid, did yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Which then, is our first instinct, right? Absolutely, right? It's, it's one of... and. I mean, rightly so, right? We yes. should be like, oh, that's fine. I totally expected you to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's absolutely horror that rises up in us when people we love are, are caught up in sin. But how we react in the moment is really significant. Because if we react poorly, then our kids are going to think, well, I'm never talking to them about that. And that's true. Yes. Hold on one second. Yeah. You're all right? That's all right. Good. Take it easy. That's true in the church as well. Yes. That um, if we, even if we observe somebody else, Confessing sin and there's just not a good response to that. There's not a biblical response to that. Mm-hmm. Then that just kills yeah. a culture wherein regular confession of sin and, and yeah. seeking one another's help to grow in grace uh, would happen. Yeah. Um, so I think to bring this to full circle, bring this to to bring this the circle of fullness. It's got to yes. be your circle. Um, so then I was and you know with with. Um, with mental illness, with yeah. with suicide. You're right. There, it's not only just that kind of thing that we don't know, the depth yeah. of it, right, yeah. that it lies below the surface. I think that's true. Where we to get into a lot of people's lives yeah, um, uh, who are in the context of the church, just to see that there's there's real sin and there's real need there. Yeah, um, I want to be the kind of pastor. Mm-hmm. I want our class to be the kind of pl- class. I want our Bible study to be the kind of Bible study. I want our church to be the kind of church where... Yeah people can be honest about those kind of things. And we're gonna deal yeah. with it seriously because sin is serious. Yep. Because um, sin enslaves. It does. Um, because persisting in sin at times can be an indication of unbelief. Yep. And an apostasy. So we're gonna deal with it super seriously, but we're also gonna deal with it graciously in as much as our Savior has dealt graciously with us. Right. And in as much as we also struggle with sin. Right, right. And we're right. not gonna be surprised by it. Right. In fact, we're gonna celebrate the fact um, that because of God's grace in somebody's life, they're mm-hmm. willing to bring sin into the light. Right. Right? Uh, and, and maybe not even sin, you know, uh, maybe just struggling and admitting, I- I'm discouraged, I'm lonely, I'm depressed. And if those uh, things... I have these thoughts yeah. and I don't know what to do with them. Right. But, that, but the, that the church would be the kind of place where somebody would feel freedom to come and express that. In yeah. fact, the church would be the kind of place where you'd want to go to express that. Yes. I think about right. this pastor in our community who took his life, or even your friend, it just grieves me um, that the very place that should have been... Where they could have gone to find help and love and truth, yeah, um, wasn't that? And we yeah. we got to do a better job doing that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I and also for the watching world who. <laughs> Who sees that, again, if they see if they see hypocrisy and they see—which, look, again, the church is filled with what? Sinners, human beings, so right. we're not going to be perfect. And we've, right. we've battled with Brian on that sometimes where he will see nothing but the bad side, which I understand. Like, again, we've got another church—we've uh, got a church controversy going on with Harvest in Chicago now. So, right. again, that becomes an issue where we have to— we have to battle against that, but that doesn't mean that you throw away the church because the church is led by Christ and Christ right. is perfect. We are imperfect in how we execute his, you know, yeah, his mandate. So, we, and I,
1: I think even as as things like suicide are on the rise in the U.S., yes. which they are, yeah, um, especially for men. Right. The, the church needs to be the kind of place. Yeah, that isn't just a safe place, but is being proactive in reaching out to those. Right. So, it, uh, you know, in the chance that somebody listening to to our podcast is experiencing feelings of that. Dan and I would love to talk to you. Absolutely. There are resources out there. There's the National Suicide Hotline. Yeah. Um, there's any number of places, but you can always email or text or message us. Absolutely. Um, we would love love to talk to you. I, again, I just, I think the thing, as, I, as people I've known have taken their life, the thing that, that saddens me so much yep. is that somebody I know felt so alone and mm-hmm. discouraged that, they saw the only option to take their life. Right. You know what's convicting to me is think what if I, what if I had done more yeah. to be proactive sure. in in loving them and pursuing them and sure nothing would would thrill my heart more than for somebody I know to call yeah. and say can we talk? Yeah.
0: No. It's that's absolutely right. And I said I think with that issue and with a whole host of things. That's uh, that's good, and it'll be interesting when we we get together with Brian next time if he would be interested in talking about it or you know any of the, we've had a couple other people on the show who had dealings with Brody again. Mine was I was not his best friend by any stretch of the imagination. I knew him and thought he was a hilarious guy, and it's a tragedy. But but maybe we can talk to talk to Brian about that too because I know at one point he had talked about really honestly, and and that's what I appreciate about our conversations with Brian is he's honest with us, and he said you know I've never had anything in my life yet that's been a, tra- a trauma that has necessarily driven me to want to explore uh, faith Mm. Uh, whether it's Christianity you know uh, and uh, (laughs) I wonder I don't know if this will be an issue where it'll it'll get him to thinking about eternity because boy you know we get caught up in our daily lives and we've talked about this a million times but you get caught up with the day in and the day out I gotta do this I gotta go to the bank I gotta work I gotta succeed and this is all a vapor and it's gonna go away and it's going away faster for me because I'm an old dude Mm. And I, I look at it, and I'm like, wow, I got yeah, way but more. Yeah, you're in
1: top physical condition. That's true.
0: I don't like to talk about it. I uh, <clears throat> I am in Mr. Olympia right now, or soon soon to be. Um, well, I,
1: something that a lot of people don't know about you is yeah. you just won um, Siberia's Best Ninja Warrior contest. <laughs> yes, I did. Right?
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, there'll be pictures on the you website. You had
1: to fight a narwhal to
0: win uh, Yes, I did. And, and I, not a lot
1: of people have done that.
0: Not a lot of people have, and I gutted it, and I yeah. uh, consumed it. Yep. Uh, that's part yep. of the the competition.
1: That was a, a disgusting YouTube video. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we got demonetized on that. Yeah. So, uh, but you Goodness. can you can find it you if can you can find it out there. Yeah. If you Dan search
1: Dan Narwhal Feast. <laughs> no, search for that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So, um, anyway, I think this is a this is a good conversation, and this is uh, many more, and hopefully, Brian, this will be something that will allow us to continue com- conversating, perhaps conversating. about stating about. You know, what happens when this is no longer here and we're not here anymore? What right. happens? Right. Where do we go? What yeah. do we do?
1: Yeah, I mean, you think about that, right? That um, at the moment of death, you step into eternity. Yep. And certainly the Bible tells us that there's things that happen, right? There's yep. there's judgments and, and the destruction of earth, and new heaven and the new earth, and all that that happens. Um, but whether a believer or unbeliever, you step into eternity, and yep. either it's the joyful Realization of everything that you've hoped for, yeah, um, or it's the terrifying realization of ignoring the thing that was most important. Yeah, right? and so. yeah,
0: we, we can't we can't overstate all the whatever it is. It's it's horrendous because it's described as outer darkness, gnashing of teeth, fire. I mean, right. everything that we as humans would would fear. So whatever yeah. this is, it's probably so much worse than we can even imagine. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've said this so well before. We, we can't. We're not just saved from hell. We're saved to. God, God, yeah, right. So we have to also keep that in mind. So it's a complete package. We have to c- bring the complete gospel to people. Yeah, but we also have to be not afraid to to hear people out and hear where they're at and yeah. not be with shocked faces, whether right. it's in the church or out of the church, because life is messy, life is hard, and uh, and we, we can't be afraid of that yep. because then that's not that's not living out what it's not, the not great being the kind right? of
1: Christians the Bible says we should be, right? Right, right. Well thanks for listening. Andy, do you have any final thoughts? Any parting comments, Andy? Uh, yeah. Yeah? What do you want to say? Oh, I love you. Well, that was really nice.
0: That was really nice, I love you. man. I love you too.
1: I love you too, bubby. Oh, that is so great. Thanks for listening to Christian Ease. Uh, Dan, I I believe we have um, an ad from one of our newest sponsors. So thanks for listening. Uh, If you can, uh, we would love if you would give us a rating on iTunes or however you listen to this. Mm -hmm. And we always prefer the rating of the stars of five, but are open. You know, listen, we want, we want authentic ratings, (laughs) right? If you leave us a review, that'd be great too. That helps other people find us. Thanks for listening. Hi. Do you need to nasal irrigate but simply don't have the time? Then maybe you should consider the Flonator 6000. Much like your home sprinkler system, the Flonator 6000 can be programmed to go off at 2 in the morning or at 12 in the afternoon. With 40 GPM, that's gallons per minute, the Flonator 6000 will blast debris, snots right out of your nose. That's right. For the low, low price of $19.99, we will install small sprinkler heads in your nose that will pop up when programmed, spewing hot water to cleanse you out. <laughs> Crafted by North Korean artisans, the Flonator 6000 can be installed in one of five trips to the beautiful hills of Pyongyang. That's right, the Flonator 6000, your destination for irrigation.